Hi, everyone. It's Zoe from U Studio here for another podcast on podcasting episode, where we hope to inspire our listeners to take their corporate podcast to the next level. We are excited to have Holly Ellison from global technology company Live Person joining us today. So, Holly, thank you so much for being here. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Yay. I've been connecting recently with some of our other clients to just hear about their program story and strategy. And I know our sales team had a lot of just great and optimistic things to say about uh, Live Person's podcast initiative. I know you guys just started publishing your first episodes um, in February. So you're just getting started, but it seems like already you guys are working towards great adoption. I believe when we last connected, you said you maybe had about 650 users. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, you're definitely working, or it sounds like you're working towards building a program that is sustainable. So I'm excited to learn more about your podcast vision and what your strategy looks like today. Um, so to get started, how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your role at Live Person? Sure. So of course, now that I'm a, a three months in, I can consider myself a master podcaster, right? <laughs> yeah. So at at Live Person, um, it, it's interesting if you think about what our mission is, right? Our mission is to make life easier for people and brands everywhere through trusted conversational. AI, artificial intelligence, right? So, you know, simplified, that means that we empower some of the world's biggest brands from retail and telecommunications, travel hospitality, financial services to message with their customers instead of waiting, um, making them wait on hold, going through phone chains, or having to like stay connected on a good connection in a chat window, right? It's the, the cool thing is it's you know, messaging a brand makes it easy to to text a brand, just like you would text your family on whatever platform you like, whether it be iMessage or Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and you could do it on your own time. So like I could lob a text message to the airline as I'm getting into the subway and I don't have to worry about me missing a connection, you know, when I, I regain service. Yeah. So you know, the, the parallel there and why it connects to podcasting for our internal enterprise is we wanted to have a way to communicate internally that is on our own employees' time, right? Something that they could access easily. That's a lighter lift, both from um, a production standpoint, from our internal communication side, as well as being an employee who's bombarded with meetings and client expectations and deadlines and and zooms now, right? Um, so that they can really just listen um, on the, on the go. Yeah, I love that. I love that parallel. Um, Y'all's mission, that whole idea of communication transformation. It's like the whole idea we think behind private podcasting, and that's great that you guys seem to already have a strong view going into this on what communication should look like just because of what you do as a business. So that's great. I love the idea. Or I love that um, term lighter lift. But some I, I think some people might be scared of the production that 
needs to happen for podcasting. I don't know if not everyone would consider producing a podcast as a lighter lift. Yeah. Um, so, well, well, um, anyone who's scared of a podcast being a, a heavy lift clearly hasn't had to put together a global live video broadcast across. 10 international offices for a <laughs> quarterly town hall because that yeah. you know um what we had done and 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 it's not like a podcast is a replacement for all internal communications needs and what every employee in every corner of the globe needs to stay connected to the business and our executive team and what's happening outside of of their purview right but um podcasting took, um, and especially, you know, just doing that comparison, right, to what used to be our quarterly town um, halls, we just knew there had to be a better way. First of all, getting on our, um, being able to rehearse and produce a high quality um, event that was akin to the perfection that we hold ourselves to when we're presenting to our customers and prospects and the external community. It's really challenging. You know, we're a publicly traded company. There's a lot of work that needs to be done around the quarter close and earnings. And our executives are busy running the company, right? So then for me to get the slides and the rehearsals and the it really to a, a place that needed to be was becoming a, a lot. So when our global head of communications said, you know what? I was sitting there just plugging in my podcast and my commute to work. And I was thinking, why aren't we doing this? So we just kind of went for it. And it was a lot easier than I, I would have expected. Going back to these town halls that you guys uh, were running previously, I mean, were you getting any sort of like negative feedback from employees or is it mainly just an executive team green light to move forward on podcasting? Like that was your decision was, wasn't necessarily based on your employees experience. So if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we're a data driven company, right? So we just looked at the numbers. We did an audit of how people were consuming and, and what they needed from information from across our internal enterprise. And the reality is we tried to please everyone. It's like, what time zone do you have something in, right? We're, we're headquartered in New York. I'm based in New York. We have a huge contingency on the West Coast, our main technology um, center in Seattle. And, and like I mentioned, you know, offices across the globe. So it was hard to find a convenient time for everyone. And we were learning that people were more so watching the recordings so we're like, wait, why are we like killing ourselves to put together something that um, isn't as good as it could be um, because we're up against the clock of getting it out timely, tying it to our our the timing of our, our earnings so employees felt in the loop from you know what we were talking about externally. When most people aren't able to watch live anyway, and they're just watching our recordings, and we know that from the data. So again, it's not like podcasts, like, oh, we're only audio and doing deep dives and conversations about business initiatives instead of, you know, quick videos um, that we might put out. But it's a great supplement to get a little deeper, have discussions around some of these monumental things. And our company changes so fast, right? The world we're in, this tech world is 
so fast. We're always, um, you know, how do we give people a little bit more depth while, while being quicker and churning it out? Yeah. And that's awesome. And it's interesting how the, you guys had the data that people were more, were listening to the recordings because then it's like, even then they were consuming the content on their own time. And with podcasts, I mean, you can, that's one of the greatest benefits is the convenience to consume it on your own schedule. So, you know, even then it's interesting that people were, were listening to the recordings, um, even when that wasn't necessarily an option mm-hmm. at first. Yeah, even though, even when I'm there sweating bullets at the controls with our IT <laughs> team, praying that every audio connection in everybody's um, offices around the world and that all our remote speakers, like all that stress, like I have a little bit of PTSD even thinking about it. So, you know, and so it's just a matter of where you're putting your resources, right? It's, and and what, what's the, what's the most value? And we're always testing and learning. It's one of our core principles at our company, right? So we're, we're here just trying to figure out what works best and what kind of content. And clear, you know, I'm early in this process. So the amazing thing is the analytics and the clarity I have into what's being listened to. It's like, okay, wait, like maybe um, a show that's focused on deals that close is, is something that's more valuable than something that's a 40 minute discussion with the CEO on a process. Like we, we don't know. And what the beauty is the analytics that we're able to get with podcasts opposed to any other medium that we have when we just send out an email or a Slack post, like we, we have those insights. So that that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so how often do you really, how often are you looking at that at those dashboards and how are you oh I'm obsessed how do you use those yeah oh good um (laughs) how and how are you using that data to plan your future content yeah what exactly are you looking at so um to be honest again with the the caveat that we're, we're new to this we haven't made any decisions yet based off of it. But what we're able to see and what I'm able to include in my weekly reporting is how many net new users do we have? How much of the um, live person community has at some point accessed it? Hey, it looks like when I published something featuring our team in Asia Pacific, that got a lot more attention than if I published something you know, in another area of the world. I've also been able to tell things like when I include as guests on a show, somebody from an office that hasn't been profiled, well, guess what? Now, you know, I have guests from, you know, some of my colleagues from Israel on the phone and, huh, look at that. All of a sudden, Israel's more interested in the podcast, of course, right? So, (laughs) you know, it it just helps to show... um, it keeps keeps us honest, so we don't have our blinders on. And I'm positioned in HQ, right? So it's it's hard for me to have the perspective of someone. You know, the further you get away from the sun, the harder it is to feel connected. So that data is a great touchstone for me and my boss to to understand what's resonating globally instead of what we think. You know, in our 
ivory HQ tower, <laughs> what right. we think everyone needs. Yeah. So I guess it might be helpful to take one step back. So as we're, we are starting to talk about your content now, I'd love to learn just a little bit more about your show. So how many shows do you have? How many audiences are you reaching? Um, just like your overall taxonomy of your program. Yeah. I'd love to um, just hear a little bit about that. Okay. So we have four different shows currently. Um, we have one that we call Momentum that's really looking at high-level business initiatives. And we tend to interview senior executives or, or, or leaders just across the company who are driving major programs that affect how we do business. We have another show called Let It Grow, G-R-O, which, mm-hmm. which stands for our global revenue organization, which comprises most of the field and our marketing teams. So that's our foray into how do we create content, really like target it for the needs of a specific, you know, one of the, the larger teams within our company. We have another show called Coffees for Closers, which was named by our CEO himself, you know, off of the, the famous Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross sales yeah these are sales all. speech and and that's when whenever like we see a, a a monumental deal come through whether it be a new uh, like a fancy new logo or a great expansion of an existing customer we interview the team to find out how did they do it what are some um, aha moments they had what are some lessons learned assets used you know that they could share with others that could be insightful and useful for others looking to expand their portfolios. And we just launched a new show. And this is finally a show where I'm, I'm not involved. I'm like, oh my God, live person is going to be like enough of Holly Ellison already. <laughs> but um, I have two colleagues who just launched, they came to me and they said, hey, how do we get about getting a show on the live person podcast network? So on the fly, I made up uh, a bit of a submission form, right, to help them identify the 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 intent, what they're, you know, all the tools that actually Use Studio helped provide. When I was, you know, I, I look back through my my user guides and the best practices, right? How often do they want to publish it? What are the types of themes and questions? The length to help, you know, really center it to make sure, hey, can this stand up as its own show? And are they going to be committing to it and accountable for producing it? So that one's called Bot Talk. <laughs> and it's with um, focusing on artificial intelligence and automations, both within live person and in the br- broader world. So they just published their, their first episode yesterday. yesterday. So um, I was very excited about that. Oh, awesome. And um, are these four shows available to pretty much everyone or are they um, segmented in different ways? Yeah, I don't think we have a big enough company. We have 1,300 employees worldwide, more or less. I I haven't restrained anything. It's not like anything's private information. And when I'm doing the descriptions and when I'm letting everyone know a new episode is available, I do my best to show how this information okay, it might be about a deal closed, but whether or not you're you're selling our product, 
or making our product or doing the accounting behind our product. Like this is information that's relevant to every live person employee, right? Because that's the beauty of having a podcast. You could have those conversations. The questions are being asked from either myself or my boss on like the communications team. So it's to, to see how it all fits together. I think everything's relevant for everyone. I'd love to jump in with a question. Um, Holly, um, thank you so much for sharing. And and there's something that you said um, earlier about how it was so much easier than either you or others anticipated. And I'd love to hear a little bit about how, you know, what part of it, either from the concern side or just even what you're doing um, and how you've managed the program so that it is quote unquote easier, or as you also said, you know, a lighter lift. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've put into place so that that is, you know, as you're managing this, that it is remain something that is kind of not arduous for you or the team? Yeah, sure. Um, and again, it's hard for me to answer that without comparing to like what my other options are. Like we don't have an in-house video team, right? So when we want to do videos, I have to secure the guy. You know, we got to do the script, do all the setup. It's not like we have, uh, we, we don't have the, the luxury currently of having a production room, right? We have to set up the lights, book out the rooms, deal with all the scripting and the takes and retakes and retakes of video. Then getting the edits back, looking at them, everything's got to render like a, a, a 10 minute casual interview of just like an executive making an announcement that I want to share to my company could be like a 48 hour ordeal. With the um, podcast, now where we where our office is in Manhattan, we're pretty lucky that B&H Audio and Video, which is kind of like the world's mecca for all things tech, just happens to be literally a block away. <laughs> so I do have that to my advantage. And I walked in there and I said, hi, I'm Holly. I work nearby and we want to start doing podcasts. And they like hooked me up and gave me free training on like we have this Roadcaster Pro device that just allows us to, I just hit a record button and they gave me the right, the microphones. I have a travel case. So like I just took all my podcasting equipment to our field offsite in Seattle in January. I was able to do some interviews there with colleagues from across the globe who I don't usually get to see often. Um, So just from that, and then just records right to an SD card and then I could upload it to my computer I literally just watched like two 15-minute YouTube tutorials of how to put a podcast together on um, using GarageBand. And yes, trial and error, but like I, I know the ba- the basics now and it's, you know, kind of fun. So that's like, for, fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, it's great. And I just keep my eye on like my day-to-day job involves skimming what's happening in the live person universe across the Slack channels and the distribution lists and the various team newsletters. So then I'm like, hey, oh, I saw blah, 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 deal close. Would you, you know, be up for a conversation talking a little bit more, hitting on the highlights? And we just record it for 30 minutes. And then I'm usually able to 
do my simple production, but even though I think I'm getting pretty good at intro music and everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm usually able to turn it around pretty, pretty easily. That's fantastic. And have you had any hesitant, I mean, it sounds great to, especially to pull in across your different teams, um, especially across different regions, as you mentioned earlier, so key on kind of keeping everybody feeling like they're part of it. Have you had, you know, how much have you had to either guide or conjole or convince people to participate? Or um, I loved the example of the submission form when somebody wanted to start something new, but when you're asking somebody to either join you or, uh, you know, speak on a podcast, mm-hmm. what have you had to do to, to get them to the buy-in? You know, I haven't had to twist any arms. <laughs> I, I think everyone knows I'm a non-threatening. There's got, not going to be any gotcha questions. <laughs> no, um, they, I, I really position it to everyone as a way to standardize and kind of templatize in a way the Mm. wins from across the company and things that are happening because what would have happened in the past or when it's up to individuals whose job it isn't like their job is to do the business not to package it up nicely and send it out we would have Mm. such a disparity right in in terms of we'd have some people who would write these beautiful write-ups like the with headers and really detailing a deal or a project. And we'd have other people or, you know, some people that's just not in their, their DNA that you might not even know. First of all, they might not promote it or, or it just might be a quick message tagging a few people. So not everything was getting equal weight. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think people whose job isn't to just think about communication it's a way for just with a 20 to 30 minute conversation to get that internal exposure to help educate others across the company on, you know, um, an accomplishment to give credit across teams and, and really expose, you know, shine some light on not just the, the usual suspects who usually get the glory or the major big news or logos, you know, we're able to give equal limelight and attention across everyone who deserves it. That's fantastic. I love that. I love the, that idea of, of, of helping to share the spotlight. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And everyone has and fun. Sure and that- people love getting in, talking, you know, it's just fun talking on the microphones too. Sometimes mm-hmm. me and my boss, we won't even be recording anything, but we'll be in like our, well, back in the time when we were actually in offices. Right. But like, just looking at each other and having our regular meeting with our headphones on through the microphones because we think we sound it so good, <laughs> but we're a little ridiculous like that. No, and I'm sure that's um, super motivating as well to just like, you know, employees across the business to have the opportunity to get that spotlight. I mean, I think that's a great way to get everyone involved. How do you manage your content for four different shows? That to a lot, some people, you know, Four shows that can seem like a lot of different messages going out at once. You know, some of our customers who are just getting started still only have one or two shows. Do you have any um, tricks for managing content like that? Do you keep track of a either an editorial calendar or yeah. just like a content calendar? You know, I started out with the best of intentions with a nice formal calendar. 
<laughs> they uh and, and the different shows like we we just started off really with two different shows we've only created the other categories when it when it made sense and even like with that new show that launched with with my co- that my colleagues are hosting at first we really explored I'm like are you sure that this doesn't just fit as like a series under one of the existing umbrellas because don't want to dissect it but like let's let's not get nuts here like we're not Serious XM, <laughs> but the in terms of managing the content, it's not like every one of those shows needs to have something new every week. Our goal as a communications team is to have one podcast up per week. Now I'm always, you know, and when I have my, well, now they're daily standups in, in our new world today, but like once a week, I'll just check in with my boss, see if there's anything from the executive leadership team perspective that's bubbling up that we should plan on highlighting to or having a conversation with someone. Like if there is some big news or a big new initiative that's going to affect a critical mass of employees, anything that I could just get on my radar as I'm seeing the, the winds come through. Um, I do like a gut check with like sales leadership to be like, hey, that looks really cool. Is that something that we should maybe, you know, that we can highlight and who on the team would be good to talk to? So it's pretty dynamic. So it's not as overbearing as it might seem. I'm not like, and this is probably like 5% of my, my day job mining for, for podcast content. My, My job is, you know, trying to make it easier for live persons across the globe to find and consume data and know what's going on no matter where they work and and what their team is. So it's really that scraping I'm doing just on a daily basis. Now I just know that's just, that's just an additional channel I have in my head. Like, okay, is this something I should really highlight in like a weekly summary? Is it something I should post like on our global Slack channel? Or is it something that, hey, there's, I bet there's, it looks like there's a little meat behind it. Maybe um, we'll, we'll make a podcast about it. But we're, we're not um, maniacal. I'm not going to produce something just because, uh-oh, I said every three weeks I was going to have a new episode of this, and now I don't. You know, it's right. really responding Meaningful to the business content. needs opposed to just making something up. And again, we'll check the data and we'll see what works. Like, I might need to rethink that and get a little more prescriptive, but I I don't want to just create content for the sake of publishing something to keep on a a set cadence. Right. That makes sense. So I know right now, you know, the world is experiencing a, a crazy time with the coronavirus pandemic. And, you know, many, if not all of us are working from home, uh, which is a new transition for many I think we have seen an increase in um, people who are either interested in the product or or an uptick um, just in production, podcast production. Mm-hmm. So I know right now we're speaking remotely in your home, but have you been podcasting from home? And and if so, what what does that look like? I I have. It has not slowed down. The <laughs> LPPN. That's for sure. You know, I brought home, you know, on my last day when I knew I was going to not be in the office for a while, I brought that. I brought my um, equipment to my apartment here in Brooklyn and 
it's easy to, to set up. And yes, I have to hit mute when the mailman comes and my dogs go bananas, but um, <laughs> it's fine. And, you know, the, the trickiest thing is making sure that the people who are radioing in, you know, it's the wild card of making sure, like hoping at least that they have a good microphone. There doesn't seem to be like, you know, trying to test that. It just sounds, but like um, my, my boss who's remote on the, the West Coast currently, we made sure he had a good, we went to that B&H store before we all hold up in shelter in place and he got a great microphone and it sounds like we're in the same room. So it hasn't stopped oh, our no. recording. Now I do have to say the data from the last few shows that I put out, I'm seeing different patterns while we're all been re um, working remotely. Um, I'll continue to track that, but doesn't look as consistent. I think, I mean, this is hy hypothesis. We're all just adjusting to new, hopefully temporary normals. And I know myself, I'm dealing with so many more video calls and meetings and well-intentioned employee gatherings and things to connect that I totally understand. And, you know, and I, you know, people who have like kids and just dealing with the, the craziness of fitting work into their, their home life. Um, yeah. I could, I could see why then in their downtime, you know, not hearing Holly talk to, <laughs> talk to um, an executive about a new program. Like they, I could see how everyone might need a change of, scenery like and nobody's commuting too so i'm mm -hmm. curious if that has any impact actually that was going to be my question was is of the the listening patterns that you were seeing before you know we talk so much about being able to optimize kind of some of that it's almost like you know white space time cuz you know it's not not completely downtime of like we're not we're not interrupting a saturday it is the okay the kind of the wasted time of commuting can be um you know and that's or you know teams that have folks that are on the road a lot etc which are things that are just different now um in our current state were you able to see some patterns like that and I, you mentioned that they're different now but were you able to at least identify what did seem to be the patterns as you're exploring, you know, the, the current state. I, I would had been seeing like spikes, like huge, you know, most of like when I published a new episode that around like 75% of like the total viewings would have been listened to within like the three days after I published a new episode live. Now, when I publish something, uh, it's more of like a low sprinkling, but over a longer course of time. So something I published two weeks ago is still getting this, like got lower listens when I first published instead of that big spike when I used to publish a new, something new, but it's, it's like more consistent, right? So, but people are still like listening to it later on. So now I'm just like, okay, let me try you know, instead of just doing the, the one big new, new episode available announcement, just keeping it regular, right? Like um, I'll keep something new, quote, you know, using air quotes for longer, right? So something that even was published three weeks ago, when I send out my new on the live person podcast network, I'll include things from three weeks ago, not just the past week, because I, you know, people are just taking 
longer to consume. Uh, again, it's not clear, like, it could be that, you know, podcasts were like a novelty. I mean, I know I'm only a few weeks in, uh, months in rather, but um, we, we I, I just think they're great. It's providing like a different, like so- something new that is definitely exciting to explore. Yeah. And I, I agree with what you said about how everyone has, you know, meetings after video meetings. And it's like, if my next video meeting was a podcast meeting, like that would make my day so much better, I feel like. So um, I'm sure people will continue to just love that um, extra method of communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kelly, when you were asking me about like it being a lighter lift, I know I went straight to videos and live broadcasts and what a bear those are. But the other thing that I would have done without a podcast is do extensive write-ups, right? So when I didn't have a podcast, I would see a new deal come across, be like, that looks like interesting and something, you know, a lot of lessons learned or monumental for one reason or the other. I would have an interview. I would just schedule a time to chat with that person. I'd record it. I'd get it transcribed. Then I would do like a write-up into a template. Like there's two people on the communications team. Like I like that's just hard for me to crank out consistently. But talking about it, that's a lot more, you know, that that then that first step of me just interviewing them, like that's it. There's no then editing and producing and writing it and then just sending it out to the ether and not really having any data about who's accessed that document. That's awesome. I agree. It it sounds like it's it's been a, a great change. And it sounds like, you know, you guys are experiencing success with your program. You know, you've successfully made communication lighter. You have a good amount of users. But what is your definition of success? Is it that lighter communication? Like, and as a result of all of this, is there anything that you've seen that we haven't um, touched on yet? I would define success if the podcasts were um, universally viewed as something that's providing additional useful information to help our employees' lives at Live Person be be easier. You know, something that they enjoy consuming instead of just being another document or white paper. It's not like I have at this juncture, a a, a target, you know, any, any targets. Again, I think those type of quantitative goals will become clear when we best know, like what's our best gauge of, of engagement. I personally love looking at how much of an episode is listened to in completion, right? Because yeah, it's easy to rack up like, oh, look, we had 70 new people access, unique users access it this week. But like, did they just pop in and they're like, oh, this is lame and then shut it off? Um, you know, what's the right programming time? Do people really, you know, want to hear a 60 minute conversation or do they just want to hear like an eight minute summary? That's the kind of information that I'm looking to accumulating more insights into. And then do you have any big plans for the next year? I mean, it seems like a lot of the processes that you guys have put in place, it's helping, you know, to make this program super sustainable. 
and scalable to other parts if if you decide to um, grow the program, are you looking to do that in any type of way? Um, yeah, you know, I'd love to get, for example, a show or programming focused on our global product and technology organization. So I'm, I'm working with, you know, someone from that scene to be like, okay, what would that look like? What's going to interest, you know, that huge part of our, our company. And I think it's just really getting more people involved. So it's not just a um, corporate HQ medium, but it's really something that can be enjoyed and useful for across the company. Well, great. Kelly, do you have anything to ask that I did not touch on? Just to expand a little bit on the analytics and the pieces of information that you've been able to glean. In addition, how are you sharing or are you sharing that? Is there things that you're, um, you know, how are you sharing that and who might you be sharing that with? Uh, Certainly your boss who's so involved in the recording, but is there other folks that you're having to kind of report up on how the program is doing or how, where you want to, to take it. Mm-hmm. Is, are you um, using any of the analytics to that extent? So my boss, who's the SVP of communications, he's also on our executive leadership team. So podcasts very much have a seat at the table just by, by the nature of it sitting with us. We're continually looking at the analytics and we, we, we're addicted to it. We, we love just checking in on the minutia of um, how many how many views, like what shows are more popular. Is it something hosted by me or him? Right, little you know things like that. Um, I think that I, I could foresee on a quarterly basis, in, in terms of something that might be reported to the broader business, in terms of what's the health of internal communications channels. I think that will probably be. Of more use, you know, like we're very much in the weeds at this part. I think everything's new. So we're sniffing at, at trends here and, and picking things up. But in terms of like a hard look at how it's moving that needle, you know, I think that deep dive um, on a quarterly basis, we haven't yet had a full quarter of doing this. So it's easy for me to say now, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think that's what's going to make the most sense. Cool. That's terrific. Thank you. Well, Holly, I mean, do you have anything else you'd like to share about, you know, your program or on how podcasting has just made, you know, your communication lighter? Anything else for maybe, maybe someone who thinks podcasting is a little scared of Mm -hmm. of the work that, that they think might come with it. And, um, why they think, you know, maybe it is a heavy lift. Just anything you'd like to you'd like to share for for a newbie who's scared to make that leap. Yeah, sure. And you know, I did get a little nervous too. I remember looking at the documentation when I was first introduced to to you studio, and it was like like in an ideal world, you're going to have someone who like plans the content, someone who scripts out the episodes, someone who produces yeah. it. So I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that that's all one person. And that's that's me. And this is also, you know, just maybe a fra- a small fraction of like what my actual job is. So 
I was a little nervous and like, how am I going to, how am I going to, to do this? And is it really going to be as light of a lift as my boss is determining that it will be? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, cause the recordings, what one thing, right. And having the conversation and coming with our zippy intros and picking our entrance music, right. Like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do have to say, you know, I use, GarageBand, like I mentioned, which is a free program built into Macs and just Googling tutorials of the basics of it kind of got me where I needed to be. I, you know, played around with it. Um, It was a bit of a learning curve, of course, but then I also learned that I've recently learned, Zoe, in our past conversation just a week ago, that there's um, a sur- there's services out there where you could just send them your audio file, so you could just record yourself on a Google Hangout or a Zoom or yeah. what have you, and they'll magically produce it and for a very low amount of money. So that's going to be a game changer too. I think especially now that I want to experiment with scaling it to other people, so the burden isn't on me to be talking all the time and doing, you know, hosting all the shows and content. So that's a great solution too. Yeah, definitely. And we have even um, here at U Studio have done that. I mean, if it's when you have a bunch going on, it does just help to simplify things just one step further. And there's plenty of businesses out there that can do the turnaround in Mm -hmm. just a few days. So if people are scared about, you know, learning new software, which of course, it's always great to, you know, learn a new skill, but it shouldn't, if it's going to um, be a burden, like there are plenty of great solutions out there that, Mm -hmm. you know, I have even used from time to time when I'm like, stressed about a deadline. Oh, let me just send this audio to this company and let them deal with it and I'll supply them edits and yeah, so it, it's great. I would definitely recommend that too, um, if you have the budget to spare. But there's, you know, you can get it for pretty yeah. Cheap it's pretty. Too. It's pretty nominal. As is like the equipment. Yeah. Like we went a little nuts, <laughs> not not too nuts for if anyone <laughs> from my finance team find here's this, but um, <laughs> but like you get with a like the USB microphones, you get really good, you know, quality audio, pretty pretty easily. But one thing I'd be remiss not to mention in terms of when, from the time between when my boss said, we need to be doing podcasts <laughs> to me actually being a Studio customer, there was a time, there that in-between time where I'm like, okay, how do I do this, right? This is internal, sensitive information. Live person, like, I know security is, of course, important to all businesses, it is critically <laughs> important to our the, our health as a business. Like I said in the top of this program, our customers and the data we handle, it's from some of the world's largest brands um, in the world. Um, it's critical to us. Everything that we do has be, got to be ultimately secure. I cannot risk having an hour-long interview about the strategy of our business with our CEO be downloadable and then put up somewhere, right? Of course, you know, 
if there's b- bad people, there's bad people. There's always a way to get things out. But like, if I can't do everything I could do to make sure that this is locked up and every other solution we looked at, I was like, oh, is there something we could, before I even knew that having a private enterprise podcast software was even a business category that existed. I was like, oh, is there something our web team can build? Can we make it part of our internal hub? Can we... And then I have, you know, people just saying, well, you just put it on SoundCloud. I'm like, oh, gosh, no, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. So it was just like such a, and, and from the second I was talking to your your sales team, I was talking to Ed, and he was like, let us add them. I can guarantee you that anything that your security team's got, we can meet them. And like, it was approved, oh. it was approved in like half a day. And that is not an easy gauntlet to run. Um, I've had many many vendors knocked out of contention very early on because they didn't comply with our strict standards. So I just wanted to mention that. Great. No, yeah, that's something we we definitely uh, pride ourselves on. And um, I mean, I think it's so cool that such a innovative medium that is so popular, you know, in the consumer world can have this high level of security as well. It just seems to, you know, check all the boxes. So we're happy about happy about that. But Holly, thank you so much. I think, you know, this was a great conversation. I learned so much just about how you guys look at podcasting and what, you know, how you run your program in-house. I think it's awesome that you are watching YouTube videos on GarageBand. I don't think um, a lot of people have the guts to to do that and to learn a new skill. So I think that's awesome. But um, yeah, I I appreciate your time so much. And this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm glad we we got to talk. Yeah, definitely. Um, Thank you so, so much for having me. And I, you know, there's a lot, clearly, I need to learn too. So I'm going, um, this is my plug to get you guys to have some sort of awesome user conference back when the world resumes normality. I'm in. I'll, I'll be in. Definitely. I'll be in Austin. Toot sweet. Actually, no, that's exactly yes, what we are hoping to do, Holly. So we will definitely. Um, that, that was that was part of a plan before uh, the world changed all of our plans. So we've, <laughs> we're, we're, putting you, we're putting you on that list um, for certain. Well, in the meanwhile, I'm looking. I, I need to better explore all the the content you you have because, like I said, we're kind of like learning by trial by fire over here but so um i appreciate all the support